Hey, Harpy Hour fans. Here's a new way to earn yourselves a coveted Harpy Hour logo sticker and get a shout out from us in an episode. Just tag us at Harpy Hour Pod on an original social media post. So not a retweet, but something you wrote yourself telling your friends how much you love us. Next, DM us your mailing address straight from your social media account or email us along with a screenshot of your post to harpyhourpodcast at gmail.com. You won't get another sticker if you already got one in our last giveaway, but let your friends know anyways so they can participate and get a matching sticker. We're only giving away up to 20 stickers, but if you miss out, you can also get one by supporting us on Patreon. Now, before you enjoy the episode, check out this promo from another awesome podcast to add to your list and stick around for Harpy Hour. Hello, friends. Hi. Allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Joey. And I'm Anna. And we're the hosts of Blood is Thicker, a true crime podcast. Anna and I are a brother and sister duo who... I'm the sister. Yes. Yes, you are. We're a brother and sister duo who grew up with a fascination for stories in the world of true crime. Every episode, we bring you a new case. Some you may have heard of, and some may be new to you. So come and join us as we take our back-in-the-day machine to talk about these cases and the chain of events leading to them. Blood is Thicker is available wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you when the next one falls. Family is close, but but blood blood is is thicker. Harpy Hour may contain explicit language, as well as graphic, violence, and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Harpy Hour! Shalom! Ahoy hoy! Bienvenue! Aloha? That's just on my head now. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Au revoir. Amazing. If you want to listen to more Harpy Hour, you can find. <laughs> I mean, we always talk about snackable content at work, like not making things too long, and like so people don't have to commit to you know hours of content. And I feel like this is a very snackable episode. Very snackable. In and out. Short and fast. Do love a good in and out. Mm, In and out. Burgers and sexy time. I was thinking of sexy times. I've never had in and out burgers. I've had it exactly one. Nope. Twice. Twice. Once. Twice. Three times a burger. (laughs) One, two, three strikes. You're out. (laughs) See? With the old ball and chain. (laughs) (laughs) That's like take take a classic and make it about marriage. Like that's what (laughs) that's what you did. (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh Lordy. Well, we are the harpies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm tracky luckass. I'm Liz. I'm stiff. And this is our podcast where we tell you ridiculous stories from history, science, and entertainment. If we like it, you should like it too. Liz Look is teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Filled in. You crushed it. You're mm-hmm. going to get a promotion and stuff if you keep this Living up. Living our best lives. We're adding a zero to your paycheck. <laughs> Woo! It's actually before all the other numbers. 
Sure is. <laughs> Wait, are there other numbers that I should know about? I have not been receiving a paycheck. I have not paycheck. gotten a paycheck so. since I started this gig. <laughs> womp, I am due. Yep. Gonna have to take it up with our fans. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Don't you have one of your friends, Liz, that is doesn't actually listen, but is going to become a honorary heartbeat? She already did. She I is. saw the email yeah. come through. She is an honorary heartbeat. She yeah. became an honorary heartbeat, even though she doesn't yeah. listen. Shout out to Kate. I know you're Ooh. not going to care because you don't listen. You, why are we shouting out someone who doesn't listen? <laughs> we'll shout her out when it's her episode. All right. Well. Sorry, I'm taking it back. I should have just given her a sticker when she was here in my apartment. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. Fuck you, Kate. Fuck you. She won't hear well, it either. I way. actually really like you. So no, Kate's wonderful, but <laughs> she won't hear this. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because she's not listening. She's giving us money, so I guess we shouldn't say that. Though this is how this is the level of respect we will treat you if you give us money on our Patreon. No matter how often you listen, even if it's literally zero. Our Patreons right now are my friend Kate, our friend Ben, my mom, and one woman from England. We love that woman. (laughs) She's great. Get it going. Was she the original? Like the first ever? She She was was the the very first. first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's just loved us from day one. Our day one. Yeah, so we, we make extra content every month for four people. <laughs> Craig used to be on that list and he decided to stop sponsoring us. Yep, because he stopped loving us. Womp womp. Ask me a question. Why? I mean... That's going to make you talk more. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Tracy. What? What are you doing? My teaser is, yet still, people follow like lemmings. God, fuck. Uh, what? <laughs> Can you say it again? Yet still, people follow like lemmings. It sounds... She's doing it... I, my assumption was that it was like something from Hamilton. Is it Hamilton? It's not from Hamilton. Yes? Okay, so... It's from Cabinet Battle number three on the Hamilton mixtape. So in this cabinet battle, they're debating slavery. And this did not make it to the musical. But I was going to say, I have not heard this. I'm explaining. The way she said it, it sounded Hamilton. And I'm like, we're always quoting fucking Hamilton. Okay, so here's how it goes. And I will sound exactly like Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, you know, know that it's me, but you will be fooled. (laughs) How will the South find labor for its businesses? How will Thomas Jefferson find his next mistresses? Yet still, people follow like lemmings. All your hemming and hawing while you're hee-hawing with Sally Hemmings. I'm covering Sally Hemmings. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about Sally Hemmings. Yep. Everyone should go listen to the Hamilton mixtape because that particular I cabinet didn't know battle there was more. Oh yes. So is that just the stuff that got like cut from Hamilton? Yeah, it's like the stuff that hit the edit floor. And there are some gems, just gems. Particularly cabinet battle number three, where they debate slavery. Also, there's a trigger warning for this segment because we are going to talk a lot about rape, slavery, the patriarchy, and racism. So. Now you've been patriarchy. Now you've been warned because that's literally Sally Hemings like entire life. 
Let's talk about Sally Hemings. Let's talk about Hemings, baby. Let's talk about... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about Sally. She was born in 1773 in Charles City County, Virginia, which at the time was part of British America, which is a term I had never heard, and I, it makes sense, but I had never heard it. Is that just the colonies? Yeah. British America. I never heard it called America. that either. Right? Okay. So she comes from several generations of rape by white male slave owners of enslaved African women. For example, Sally's mother, Elizabeth Betty Hemings, we will refer to her as Betty, was the product of rape. Her father was white slave owner and sea captain John Hemings. Oh, it's appropriate that I said ahoy hoy. That's a sea captain. <laughs> yes, very appropriate, Steph. Yes, I knew it. I knew Thank there'd be a God. sea captain in this episode somewhere. Aye, aye, captain. <laughs> Her mother was an enslaved African woman whose scholars guess may have been named Parthena based on like archival documents. So that's what we're going to call her. Parthena and Betty belonged to a white planter named Francis Epps IV. So Hemings, as in the guy Hemings, John Hemings, tried to purchase Parthena and Betty, so his like mistress and this mistress's child, from Epps, but Epps refused to sell them. So a couple years later, Epps passes away. His daughter Martha, Martha Epps, inherits Parthena and Betty. Okay. She also inherits 135 slaves total and 11,000 acres of her father's land. But within that is Parthena and Betty. Martha Epps then marries John Wales. Okay. Yeah. Are we, fo- are we I think following? I'm following. Okay. Okay. So Sally herself is biracial, born to Betty and Martha's husband, John Wales. So Martha Epps marries John. John then fucks Martha's slave, uh, Betty. They -hmm. produce Sally, okay? Yeah. Okay. He cheats on his wife. Yep. Well, yeah. It was pretty common. Sally was born into slavery and was the sixth of six children between her mother and father. So this was, like, happening for a while before Sally comes along. Sally and her siblings were half-siblings with the seven daughters that Wales had with his wife, Martha. So, like, his, quote, legitimate children. He has seven of those, okay? Okay. Their oldest daughter, Martha Wales, the oldest of those seven, quote, legitimate children, takes then-infant Sally with her when she marries her husband, Thomas Jefferson. Okay? Mm. So, for those of you who are following along, that makes Sally Hemings and Martha Jefferson half-sisters. So Thomas Jefferson ends up banging sisters and having, si- and oh. having children with half-sisters. So that's fucked up. Wait, so, I'm sorry. The oldest sibling took Sally Hemings as her own? That what you took said? Sally Hemings as a slave when she marries Thomas Jefferson. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Sally's family has been in Martha's family for, you know, a couple generations at this point, like two generations. 
Mm-hmm. And so she's like, this is my property. I'm going to go marry my husband and she's coming with me. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So despite being fair skinned and 75% European ancestry, these particular children and also generally children born to enslaved women were considered slaves under the doctrine of partis sequitur ventrum, which literally means that which is brought forth follows the belly, which in layman's terms means that a child's slavery status is determined by its mothers. So if you're born to a slave mother, you're a slave. If you're born to a free mother, you're free. Doesn't matter what the rest of your ancestry is. But these kids happen to look very white. Because of their light skin, Sally and her siblings were trained as skilled laborers and given like the super choice assignments at the Jefferson's estate called Monticello. Fact check. Let's, let's do a little gut check right around here. At the time of Whale's death, so this is when Martha's father dies and Martha inherits these slaves, okay? Yeah. At the time of Whale's death in 1773, Martha is 25, Thomas Jefferson is 30, Sally is months old at this point, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So a wee baby. Wee wee baby. Martha and Sally share a father, they're half-sisters, which makes everything else super, super awkward. Life with the Jeffersons. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east side, to the east side. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. In Charlottesville. (laughs) Okay. 1782. Here's another thing I didn't realize, but anyway. 1782. Martha Wales Jefferson dies at 33 years of age. 19 years before Jefferson becomes president. I didn't realize Martha was never first lady. Like she she was gone. Why did she die at 33? Uh, they didn't. I'm 33. I mean, same. I watch your back. Yeah. I mean, I hope medicine has advanced since 1782, but you know, probably. Tomorrow's not promised to us. Do you know why she died? No, I don't know okay. why she died. It's not listed. Yeah. So she's dead. 19 years before Jefferson becomes president. So two years later, Jefferson is appointed envoy to France. So he takes various family members and slaves with him, but he leaves some behind because, you know, he needs some people at Monticello, you know, he doesn't know how France will be, whatever. Shortly after Jefferson leaves for France, his youngest daughter, Lucy, passes away. So that's sad. Jefferson decides he wants his other daughter, Polly, to come join him in France because he's like, well, now I have to keep an eye on Polly. It didn't say why Lucy passed, but she was, like, young. Sally is 11 at this point. She's chosen to accompany Polly on this, like, overseas journey because the more senior female slave who, like, normally would have done it was pregnant at the time. So Sally's 11 and babysitting on a, like, transatlantic journey. And does Jefferson... Like, probably doesn't recognize her as, like, any kind of family, does he? Sally? No. No, 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 no. I mean, I think the whole your half-sister... I mean, she's not related to Jefferson except by marriage. Yeah, but so he's not like, oh, this is my wife's half-sister. No, 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 no. It's just like, this is the slave my wife brought with her. Exactly. Exactly. This is my deceased wife's slave. 
he views her as property, is what he views her as. Mm -hmm. And an 11-year-old babysitter. Yes. What was I doing at 11 years old? Not babysitting on a transatlantic journey. I don't think I was allowed to to be home alone. No. At 11 years old, let alone be responsible for somebody else. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, she was not the first choice, but still. 1700s? It was. I mean, eleven years old is pretty much twenty-five at that age, yeah, right? So, yeah. if you're dying at thirty-three, yeah. <laughs> El Chapo had a his own farm at fifteen. You're right. It's That's, true. He was running his own small business at fifteen, and that was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Step so, up. Seventeen eighty-seven. Three years later, you're talking uh, to yourself to step up. <laughs> <laughs> 1787. To 11-year-olds. <laughs> 1787. Three years later. It's believed that Jefferson started to rape Sally when she was about 14, and he is 44 at this point. Uh, yeah, it's uh, So many things. That is a whole wife between them. A whole mm-hmm. wife's age between yep. them. Abigail Adams, wife of future President John Adams, and stationed in London during this period, wrote to Jefferson in 1787 that, quote, the girl who is with Polly is quite a child, unquote. So don't bang her, dumbass. I mean, that wasn't the message, but it should have been. A baby. Yeah. So like, it's, she's not 14 and looks 25. Like she is a a straight up child. Not that that would excuse it. it. Yeah. Not that that would excuse it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying to add insult to injury, it's not helpful. Anyway, 1789, slavery is abolished in France. That presents a problem because Jefferson has slaves in France. So Jefferson starts paying wages to Sally and her brother, James, while they lived in Paris with his family. So he paid Sally the equivalent of $2 a month, which is $59.78 a month in today's money. He paid James the equivalent of $4 a month, which is $119.55 a month in today's Uh, money, because even then, uh, there was a gender wage gap. God fucking damn it. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. The problem is that it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. Question. Yes. And you might not know the answer to this, but if slavery is abolished in France... And he's now paying these slaves. Uh-huh. They are now paid labor who theoretically are electively working for this man. Mm-hmm. Could they just Could have, they have like left. pieced out and yeah. been like, so, I'm going to go find a job somewhere else. I'm going to get to it. Okay. All right. So James used his money to hire a French tutor for him and Sally to learn the language. So that was nice. All right. It's around this time that Sally gets pregnant with her first kid by Jefferson. She's so young. Sally is 16 at this Ugh. point. This is two years after, she, after the rape started. Okay. Hemings could have stayed in France and petitioned for her and James's freedom. So you have to petition the government for it if you were enslaved in the U.S. and you're, now you're here and there's no slavery anymore. You can petition for your freedom. So she could have done that, but her family's all back at Monticello. So she strikes a deal with Jefferson and she says, I'll go back to Monticello with you as a fucking slave. If you agreed, which I don't have to do, 
Yes. If you agree to free my children on their 21st birthday. So Jefferson's like, all right, that's 21 years down the line. I don't have to care about this for a while. Like, that's fine. So that's the deal. What if he's not alive in 21 years to see that through? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, like, it's in writing somewhere. I I, I don't know that. It's going to become a moot point later, but that's a spoiler. I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Later that year, Jefferson, Sally, and James all return to Monticello. Sally goes on to give birth seven times between 1789 and 1808. The first kid is unknown. We don't know anything about them, but they die shortly after Sally returns from Paris. So, like, Mm. this kid dies, like, within a month of the return. That's sad. Then there's Harriet, the first Harriet. She dies at two. There's William Beverly. He grows up. He's fine. There's a baby girl that we think may be named Finia, which is Sally's sister's name. She dies in infancy. Then there's Harriet the second. She grows up. Madison and East. So she has four. She gives birth seven times. Four of them grow into adulthood. I don't know if I would try and name out again on a yeah, yeah. child uh, that didn't work out the first time. Yeah, I don't know if I would name two of my kids the same thing to begin with, but whatever. You do you, Sally. You've been through a lot. I'm not going to question you. Okay, so Jefferson noted slave births in his farm book like fucking cattle. Like livestock. <sighs> yes, because... I didn't know I was supposed to hate Jefferson this much. Yeah, Jefferson Like, is- I knew we did some sketchy shit. What a weird mm-hmm. turn Bang that we're slave. just like, Team El Chapo... see i have a weird relationship with jefferson anti-founding fathers actually it's not surprising that we're anti-founding fathers i really want to like jefferson because he's like he has the best monument in dc all of his portrayals in musicals are so lovable and now i realize that that image was manipulated and he actually really sucks and that's very sad for me saying that history has been revised History has its eyes on you, Stephanie. To be whitewashed and looked good? It's, imagine that. It's been whitewashed. <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay. So he's noting the slave births in his... Jesus. Shut the fuck up, Siri. God. She just yelled at me for talking. <laughs> you do Go that away. too much. Go away. I think it's the iPad. That's so weird. That's never happened to me before. Anyway. Okay. So Jefferson notes the slave births in his farm book and conspicuously left the father space blank for Sally's children, Hmm. which basically all but confirms the open secret that he was their father because he didn't leave it blank for any other children. Because like I said, it was just like lie. Yeah. I mean, I think he just didn't think that anyone was going to see this. Like there's no way to know who yeah. it was like it's it's unknowable i'm not gonna be president one day nobody's gonna be looking at a yeah it's a sin of omission why like, record it to begin with well he was recording everybody's your property yeah he was recording his inventory birth. his uh yeah it was basically his inventory like oh property value three, three calves were born two slave children one of them is mine but i'll leave it blank like that's basically what he was doing <sighs> 
sick. It's real gross. You're not going to like Jefferson by the end of this. Um, I already don't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Sally's official occupations at Monticello include nursemaid, ladies maid, companion, chambermaid, and seamstress. So Sally's children were treated much better than the other slaves, and they were allowed to live in the main house of Monticello, which is like a big distinction because there are slave quarters that were like designated for the help, and that's not where they were living. The boys were trained as carpenters starting at age 14, and they were even taught to play the violin because Jefferson famously played the violin. Famously, yes, I knew that. It's in the musical 1776, common knowledge. (laughs) Anyway, Harriet, too, was trained as a spinner and a weaver. Uh, And in a shock to no one, Sally's children were not freed at 21, as Jefferson promised. So Beverly, William Beverly, but they call him Beverly, and Harriet ran away in their early 20s and were not pursued by the estate. So, like, they were basically allowed to run away. And then the remaining children, Madison and Easton, were formally freed by Jefferson's will upon his death in 1826. Also, he's super old at that point. Oh, I think I do remember that, that he didn't free his slaves until he died. But they are the only ones that he formally freed, are Sally's children. Do you know Um, how old they were when they were freed? Early 20s. So, although many slaves... He's a super dick. You're not gonna... Yeah, he's, he's the worst. Although many slaves were known to have, like, common law marriages with other slaves because their marriages were not recognized by Virginia law... Yeah. Sally never did. Her room at Monticello was next to Jefferson. And Jefferson also never remarried in the 44 years he lived after his wife Martha's passing, which I definitely did not know. Like, that he was basically a widower for 44 years. And that's why he was like banging his uh, mistress. Wow. Like, so wow. weird. Sally was informally freed at age 53 in 1826 by Jefferson's daughter, Martha. Everyone's fucking named Martha. (laughs) Martha, Martha, Martha. Exactly. A.K.A. Sally's own niece. So what does the informally part mean? This practice was known as giving, quote, her time, which back in the day was basically giving the enslaved person time to enjoy like their golden years when they couldn't do any work anymore anyway. So it's seen as like a benevolent move by white landowners, but in actuality, it's like, well, they don't have value to you anymore. Yeah, they don't have value anyway. So it's no, yeah. But it's a practice known as her time. It's 53, like super old in that time. I mean, her mistress was dead at 33. So (laughs) anyway, she died in 1835 at the age of 62. But she did live long enough to see a grandchild born in a house that her son owned. So that's, you know, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the Jefferson Hemings controversy for for a hot sec. So. Is this not, this this whole thing not the controversy? Yeah, that he was banging her. This all seems pretty controversial already. That's just your fucking background. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, okay, 1802. Politic- so everyone's alive at this point, 1802, except Martha, RIP. 1802. Political journalist and one of Jefferson's like main adversaries, James T. Callender, 
publicly accuses Jefferson of his affair with Hemings. So Jefferson will die without ever publicly denying the affair. He never denies it. By all accounts, sexual relationships with enslaved women were kind of par for the course as long as the white slave owner was like very discreet about it. So like it was happening, but you didn't talk about it. Yeah, on the down low. Yeah, so this is one of the examples of what, like you would never say that in public. So this guy accuses Jefferson of it and like dredges it all up and Jefferson doesn't deny it. So now this is kind of hanging over his legacy for like the next almost five decades. Well, yeah, five decades. So Jefferson's grandson in the 1850s, Thomas Jefferson Randolph, claimed in publications, like publicly, that Jefferson's nephew, Peter Carr, is the real father of Sally's children. And he has like basically no evidence to support this except saying like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't my grandfather. It was my grandfather's nephew, like my great whatever. I don't even know what that is. But uh, no, I don't think it's an uncle. Your grandfather's nephew. I don't even fucking. Yeah. So anyway, so he makes this very unsubstantiated claim and everyone was like, oh, well, he's a white dude. That seems legit. And that claim is circulated for the next 150 years. So that's like the folklore around this is like, oh, Jefferson's nephew was banging the slave girl. Oh, terrible. How convenient for Jefferson to have it. uh... Exactly. Then we get to 1997. American historian Annette Gordon-Reed. 97? 97. 1997. 1997. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's too recent. Let's... So we get to 1997. American historian Annette Gordon-Reed publishes the book Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings, colon, An American Controversy. So in this book, she basically drops a bombshell that historians have accepted these early claims without any evidence. And she asserts that like racial bias is the only reason to favor Jefferson's family claims over Sally's family claims. So she's like, you know, we've disparaged Sally's family's account of this because it's oral history. Well, yeah, because you never taught slaves how to read and write. Like that's the only fucking option Uh, that doesn't make it less true. Like, Just because they can, just because Jefferson's family can eloquently argue the point doesn't make it truthful, is basically what she's saying. So a year later, just 19- because it's written down doesn't right. mean it's true. If it's on the internet, it must be true, though. Well, this was. If it wasn't written on the internet. Not so. entirely the internet age. So. Yeah. Okay. A year later, 1998, president of the Thomas Jefferson Foundation, TJF, The president of that foundation, Daniel P. Jordan, commissions a DNA analysis of the descendants from this family tree. Turns out, when they took the test, Jefferson's 100% that bitch. (laughs) You are the father. There was no connection between Carr's descendants and Sally's. Put that shit on Maury. This is Maury's peak right now. But Jefferson and Sally's descendants... Perfect fucking match. Perfect fucking match. So white male fragility is a thing. It what is. And two years later, in the year 2000, 
In the year 2000. Yep. TJF, which is the Thomas Jefferson Foundation. TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Published an independent historic review, which included the findings of the DNA analysis as proof that Jefferson fathered Sally's children. Uh, duh. Yeah. Gordon Reed, the author of the previous book, said of the review, quote, symbolically, it's tremendously important for people as a way of inclusion, unquote. And then American historian Nathan Huggins added, quote. Huggins, I like that name. <laughs> okay. Well, hug him. Quote, the Sally Hemings story was a way of establishing Black people's birthright to America, end quote. So because people can't accept that white people have been terrible throughout history, members of Even the Even though we have the receipts. Yep. <laughs> members of the TJF, who do not accept the review's conclusions broke off to form the thomas jefferson historical society tjhs do we need factions of thomas jefferson we certainly do not the reigning theory among tjhs members is that jefferson's younger brother randolph is the father because a dna test would not be able to distinguish between men in the same family line so this is also super racist because it's and very misogynist because it is predicated on the assumption that Sally had multiple sexual partners throughout her life, perpetuating the very unsubstantiated, quote, loose black woman narrative. So also fucking racist. And they had a lot more information on that whole faction, but I'm not going to dignify it with explaining. I mean, to you. Because it's bullshit. Having multiple sexual partners in your lifetime, not a problem. Also, can you, can, no. can you say like, oh, she was sleeping around when she was literally like raped around? Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same. Uh, yeah. Sign- but it's the way that it's presented. Reputation. It's the way that it's presented. They're like, we can't. Uh, you know, it, it was presented as like Sally was sleeping with everybody. How do, can we know that it was Thomas? Je- like, I think you no, mispronounced that. Racist. Everyone was raping Sally is what you meant yes, to say. Exactly. That's exactly Jesus Christ. <sighs> so I'm not going to dignify it with any more information. And if you want to go down that rabbit hole and become infuriated, it's all on the Internet. So and therefore it must be true. So if you want to learn more information about Sally Hemings and whatever the hell Jefferson did in Monticello, public tours are available of the Charlottesville estate and you can visit Monticello.org for information and virtual tours. And that is my segment. Do they accurately cover this controversy? They have come around to stating, well, there is a very questionable like label in the um in the mansion where it says rape parenthesis question mark parenthesis which what? like i feel like that's yeah. not a disputable fact at this point but okay yeah. but they have updated to their credit to to the estate's credit they have updated most of the information to reflect that jefferson is the father of sally's children so it's 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 like climate change like you have all the facts and there will still be a denier but it seems as though the community at large has accepted this fact 
So that's your rage for that's that's my rant for today. And uh, your little dose of rage therapy. Mm -hmm. So if you have not turned us off yet because you are so angry, you can listen to Harpy Hour on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen, please rate us and leave a stunning review. Don't at me about the uh, Jefferson deniers. (laughs) We don't want to hear from you. We don't want to hear about it. We don't. But if you want to vent to us about how frustrated you are, you can email us I would at harpyhourpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at harpyhourpod. And if you want to help us continue ranting about things such as... The patriarchy. The patriarchy Racism. and misogyny. And we have help so us, many things You want to help us about. fight it by continuing to rage about it in a public format... Sure. Then you can donate to us on Patreon. We have extra content in exchange for your monies. So and new shit too. New new, new extra content that we have you all the extra will probably content. love. Mm-hmm. As well as stickers. We have stickers. Oh yeah, do that. So thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. That was like a little solo slash arpeggio slash harmony. I liked it. Mm-hmm. We're getting very musical. I like it. I like don't know that. what half those things mean. Well, you just did it, so. We did it, Liz. Just we did it. Woohoo! Smile and nod. Go Smile team. and nod. Go team. I musicked. You did. You did it.